Talker. I am your host, Michelle Hooting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. Welcome back. A wonderful uh, couple of games ahead of us. Oh, yes. And I am so glad to be back and recovering. As you could probably hear, Christian and I are not 100%, though. Um, he actually got to go and cheer on the Galaxy in Seattle, of all places. Um, you know, if you guys haven't been able to travel away and get to... Uh, what is now called Lumen Field. Um, it is quite the experience. The Sounders fans really, really bring it. Um, in fact, I really am proud that the Galaxy were able to come out of that game a draw. So, you know, this is episode 26 of season three of Simply Soccer. And thank you guys always for listening. And, you know, shout out to Jamie and Christian for taking over the Instagram. If you missed it, stay tuned. Um, we always try to bring you extra content there. And, you know, I was stricken with a cold and thankfully you know wasn't anything more serious but we haven't recorded since portland and so the galaxy have since beat houston at houston which is mega because it was a 3-0 so they get their clean sheet but also because the galaxy have not won in houston since bruce arena was coach and alan gordon was still on the team so that, you know, Christian and I were feeling top of the world, high, I'm sure all Galaxy fans were. And then, you know, there's the game against FC Dallas at home, and that's a draw. That feels like a loss. And then they travel away to, to Kansas City, get a loss there, and then they draw against the Sounders, which that draw, as we were saying, feels like a win. I feel like most of the Galaxy's draws have felt like wins except for that FC Dallas one which now the Galaxy sit in seventh place and if you guys are MLS fans you know that this was always going to come down to decision day this Sunday be there the Galaxy need all the support that they can get before we preview Minnesota and um, get into all of this you know we really 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 just see um, what happened oh good oh okay <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I saw a little message pop up, you guys. I thought we were having technical difficulties. Um, so Mercury should be out of Gatorade now. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sasha Kleshin getting that penalty kick. Uh, Cabral actually got a goal in Houston. Um, Chicharito still looking great. He's still on fire, still getting those goals. Uh, what we call a scorpion kick is what we've decided um, that goal's name in Seattle um, and then Lejet gets a goal. So, you know, the Galaxy look like they're on fire, even though the same problems kind of exist, right? Vanny seems to be getting outcoached, and you have a problem with the back line. And, you know, we as Galaxy fans expect more, especially with the, the playoffs looming. Yeah, I, I think the conversations you mentioned about the fact that they drew at home to Dallas, that was probably the most uh, disheartening result of the season, I would say. Um, but... Like, I mean, they went to Seattle, and that is a very difficult place to play, and they got a draw. Like, that's not bad. And I think a lot of Galaxy fans are sitting in a place where it's like, well, if we're competing for seventh, then it's not good enough. It's like, do you understand where we are right now as a club? Like, I mean, 17 new players, a new head coaching staff, like, and also Dennis DeClosa completely heading out to Feyenoord in January like a lot of movement is happening in this club right now and it's like 
hey, guys, we're in seventh place right now. This is not bad. Um, I, what I would say is that I think the Galaxy winning in Houston was an incredibly important three points. Um, but I would say, like, that 2-2 draw to Dallas at home was pretty demoralizing. Uh, now, what I would say is, is is that looking at the numbers, and we now have to start crunching numbers because it's the West, and the West has decided to kind of go psychotic um, <laughs> in terms of playoff standings. Uh, it's going to be a busy day. Um, but what I would say is I, I think the Galaxy are going to be okay against Minnesota. I mean, we watched – you and I were texting during that game that Minnesota played SKC. I didn't see anything from Minnesota that actually really made me worried. Um, but I, I liked what I saw in that first half against um, against Seattle. And I, what I would say is, like, I mean, between O'Neal Fisher and Julian Araujo and a lot of that team, like, they looked good. And, I I mean, it's a one-way draw against Seattle. But personally, I felt like it could have been a little bit more. Like, it could have been maybe a 2-1, 3-1 win considering how aggressive they were in the first half. But again, we get to this point that I've I've said a lot about Greg Vanny, where it's like, hey, I know I've got a result. Let me hold it down, and then, you know, I'm not going to go too far. I'm not going to, you know, get a little too aggressive. I wish the Galaxy had kind of stamped themselves into the second half, been a little bit more aggressive. But look, I mean, this is a good Galaxy team. Like, everything's good right now. And yeah, if we miss the playoffs, that's all totally fine. But, like, I think things are good right now. And we'll come at you with that. Don't worry. Oh, God. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here. We're here for us no matter what. You know, this is, this is, the, this is part of the reason why we have a podcast, right? This is yeah. like group therapy. You know, I, I, I truly believe this team is this, – this team is good. Like, I mean, I, I, I watched that team in Seattle. And, I mean, like, let's talk about the Seattle game too because, I mean, Seattle is a – I mean, yes, they were winless in four, and now they're winless in five. But you have to talk about a team that got Rui Diaz back, that got Nico Ladero back, Jordan Morris showed up in this game. And the Galaxy were unfazed by it. You know, like, they handled that moment well. And, yeah, I mean, they have to win against Minnesota, and we'll, we'll talk about that game coming up. But, like, I didn't think everything went south. Like, I mean... This was a decently good result. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other results that haven't happened for the Galaxy, but I truly believe this team can get a result against Minnesota on the weekend. And I I actually really am a believer in this Galaxy team. Yeah, and for the Galaxy to get a draw in the cold, it was 40 degrees from when I checked the weather. It was raining. I was um, there. I know that that's just Seattle, but that's not... That's not what the Galaxy are used to playing on and that turf as well. And none of this is any kind of excuse whatsoever. I'm saying look at all the things the Galaxy were up against. Look at who they were up against. The Sounders came out guns blazing. They brought back Jordan Morris against the Galaxy. Um, Sure, whatever, that was the first game that he was like fully healed and ready to go. Whatever, okay? The Galaxy had literally everything thrown at them, including some of the worst refereeing that I have seen, and this is MLS we're talking about, okay, Joe Dickerson, if you're listening ever, I hate you, and we can talk about this on the offseason, but I'm just saying the Galaxy are always coming up against these crazy odds, and yet they're still able to 
to be in seventh place after the wild, wild west finishes some random games on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I'll also offer is the fact that, like, the Galaxy actually played this game pretty decently well. I mean, like, O'Neill Fisher and Julian Araujo were excellent off the wings. And, I mean, and we know that Fisher did kind of slip that up. Okay. Yeah, but... We're like, going to acknowledge mistakes here. He was good for the entire game outside of that, like, outside of, like, some minor moments. But, like, I, this Galaxy team was so good against Seattle. Like, they should have had two or three in the first half. And I think, like, watching that, I was like, yep, this makes a lot of sense against Minnesota, who I know we texted during the uh, SKC-Minnesota game. Did Minnesota impress us at all? Because I don't think they did. No, and and Sporting Kansas City lost against Austin FC. Sure, the schedule is wacky and everybody's tired and this is MLS, but this is what I'm saying where the Galaxy have a fighting chance. Well, also, I mean, if you talk about the Kansas City games that we've seen between Minnesota and Austin, they've looked lethargic at best. I mean, you know, like, uh, like if you watch the game against Minnesota, you know, and I did not watch the game against uh, Austin because I was watching the uh, RSL, uh, uh, the RSL game tonight. Kansas City looked lethargic at best, and I think... Minnesota basically took advantage of a team that really looked bad. But, I mean, if you talk about the numbers, I mean, Minnesota's points per game are 1.45. The Galaxy are 1.42. At this point, it's going to take a miracle from either of these teams in terms of Salt Lake and LAFC. I mean, LAFC at 45 points, Salt Lake at 45. But LAFC goes to Colorado, and I assume they might squad rotate. But even if they don't, I mean, how can they find a win there at Colorado and then uh, Salt Lake? I mean, I don't think that's a very good team. Um, so I think the Galaxy are completely fine if they get a draw or a win um, on Sunday. But what I would say is this. Oh, they must win on Sunday. I, I, anyways, go ahead. No, no, they'll be fine with a draw. Like, running the numbers, they will be fine with a draw. I'm just um, going to put it out there, you guys. We're making the playoffs and we're winning. Yeah, no, and I mean, this team is too good to, like, they're not going to miss on the playoffs. What I will say is this. What I saw against Seattle was a team that knows what it is, and it's it's the first time I've seen it in the uh, in the Greg Van era, where it's just like, it understands the fact that they're built around possession. They were built around um, just controlling game states, and Seattle didn't have an answer for them. Like, if you watch that game back, Seattle never had an answer for the Galaxy in the first half. And yeah, Spencer made some changes in the second half and kind of realized he was losing his midfield and realized that he was losing the middle of his defense. But the Galaxy controlled that game in a very comfortable way. And I think, and oddly this sounds a little bit confidenter than I should be, but... Man, the way the Galaxy controlled that game against Seattle, I was like, yes, this makes sense. And I saw some some Twitter accounts that were like, oh, we're competing for seventh. That demeans us. And I was like, well, yeah, this year we're competing for seventh. But next year, I doubt that's going to happen. I think we're looking at top of the Western Conference kind of team, considering the way they controlled the game against one of the greatest teams the world has ever seen, you know? Like, I, I, I truly feel this Galaxy team is 
if we miss the playoffs, yeah, that's going to be a disappointment. But And if we qualify 7th or 6th or however that shapes up on the last of day, then that's going to be a problem. But I look at this team and I'm like, holy hell, this team is built for something. Yeah, and the problems that the Galaxy have had, they're nothing new. If you've been paying attention all season, and here you are with us now, you know that the Galaxy have, you know, they're solid guys on the team. And again, a lot of these players are new. They're adjusting. It's a new head coach. 17 new players. 17 new players, you guys. And so I understand the doom and the gloom, and let's just face it, that's just Twitter. Um but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that this is a team that needs to be given that chance. If you're going to believe, right, if you're Ted Lasso fans, like, this is when you show up to this stadium on Sunday. This is when you, you believe. Christian's always maintained his optimism. I have an unwavering faith in this team that, you know, a lot of people will even question, like, where does that come from? And it's just because you, you – we see, and you can see it too when you're watching these games. You see – the shining stars like Sasha Kleshin, you see the solid guys like Julian Araujo and Samuel Grancier who keep bringing it every game. And I know that people say, oh, well, they don't look like they want it enough. They don't look like they have the same kind of passion. Yeah, well, when you're a Galaxy fan for a long time and you're comparing them to the likes of Landon Donovan and David Beckham and um, Alan Gordon and um, AJ De La Garza, like, come on, you know, this is where I'm – so thrilled that you know we have this team now here we are in 2021 right after a pandemic and this is what we're able to say about the galaxy and where they're standing and you know what the odds are so of course everything looks like it's against us but that's what's been happening lately and that's what decision day is all about i say tap into the exciting part of that and and enjoy it you we know, have to, on we, game day we also have to understand that MLS has changed since the eras that made the Galaxy great, right? You know, like the Landon Donovan, David Beckham, Robbie Keane eras no longer exist in MLS. Like, I think that's something that's very difficult to accept, but it doesn't happen anymore. And that's why they went for Cabral, Grancier. They went for, you know, Revolution. They they went for younger guys that that kind of are going to be exciting prospects. I mean, if you look at this league... I mean, the most exciting team was Atlanta United 2018 with, you know, like Amiron and Martinez and mm-hmm. all the rest of them. The Galaxy are starting to kind of realize that they've been a bit anachronistic in terms of, like, the older times. But what I would say is that, I mean, like, this is an exciting team to be around. Like, I mean, yes. Grancier and Cabral and all the rest of them have been a little bit frustrating. Jovalich as well, like... Well, also, like, where was Jovalich in that Seattle game? That's on Vanny. Yeah, no, but 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 Vanny looked at a 1-1 draw said that I have to get this team over the line, at least a point, mm-hmm. and then we have Minnesota on the weekend. I don't blame him for not playing Jovalich. I honestly don't. And I also, and I also understand everybody's frustration of like, well, why are you playing for a draw? Listen, it's Seattle. (laughs) And, and, you know, then, and you could see what was happening in that game. It's like, this is how it was just going to be. And this is my frustration with, this is my frustration with Vanny right now is that when he has a result, he kind of, 
I don't know how to explain it. Um, I guess he just pulls his, himself off the, uh, the gas. Where it's like, look, mm-hmm. you know, you dominated that first half. Like, I mean, the Galaxy were dominant in that first half. They were so much more in the ascendancy. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the XG, I mean, the Galaxy dominated that game 1.3 to 1.3 or 1.6 to 1.3, like, the Galaxy had that, and I, it's one of those things where I wish that uh, Vanny was a little bit more uh, aggressive in terms of his game planning, but I understand why he's not, because it's a new roster, it's a new team, it's, you know, he's he's working through a lot of stuff. Again, what I will always say is this. I look at Galaxy fans that are saying, oh, we're competing for seventh. And I'm like, yes, I get it, but look at where the Galaxy have come from, right? 2020, an incredibly disappointing year. 2018, barely make the playoffs, go to Minnesota, get a win. Yeah, that was great. But 2018, 2019, or 2017, like, the Galaxy are not the team that we all think they are right now, you know? Like we all, yeah, we're getting there, and I agree with you. Like, we all believe, we all believe in this, this, this ideology that the Galaxy are this team that's won five MLS Cups, and they're still going to be that. But they're not there yet. And you know, enough with competing with LAFC. I understand that potentially on Sunday there's scenarios where they could jump us to the playoffs. Okay, that's sports, you know. Um, RSL could do the same, so we can't be worrying about if who it's gonna be, you know. Um, the Galaxy have to go there and they have to focus and and just like if we were playing Houston on Decision Day, this is this is for us as the Galaxy um, to to earn the playoffs and not worry about who it is that is gonna get us there. You know? Yeah. And, I, and it's unfortunate, yes, to be back in this position. I understand that where you're frustrated. Like, oh, it's decision day. But there's a reason it's called that. There's a reason it's called decision day. Yeah, and and what I would say is that I think Minnesota United is a fantastic uh, foil to what the Galaxy are right now in terms of the fact that both these teams desperately need a result that day. Um, but what I would say is I think a lot of Galaxy fans truly believe that we still exist in 2014 or 2012, or 2011, whatever. It's like, hey, we exist in a very different world right now. The fact that the Galaxy are here right now, that we're talking about playoffs, I mean, did any of us honestly expect that with 17 new players in, new coach, new coaching staff, like all the rest of it? I wouldn't have. Um, I, I do think that Saturday, or, uh, Sunday is going to be a very critical day in terms of how everything's going to go. I think they do have a chance, and I do think seeing Minnesota against Sporting Kansas City, as I texted you, I didn't see anything that actually makes me really worried about the Galaxy, um, considering the fact that Minnesota really held on for the second half. Um, and also, I mean, I mean, what did Minnesota do in terms of attacking intent against that game and or in that game against uh, Sporting Kansas City? I don't think they really did a lot. Um, I think, you know, yeah, Finley was good and, and, and you know, Forgapane and, and uh, uh, who's the uh, 
uh, Argentine winger that they got from uh, Boca Juniors. I, I apologize. His name is not coming to me. Um, but, like, I didn't see anything from Minnesota United that kind of made me think, mm, yeah, that's going to hurt the Galaxy. Because I think if you saw against the game against Seattle, that defense collaborated so well. And O'Neal Fisher and Julian Araujo on the outside wings, and then that center back pairing was so good that I do think that the Galaxy have a very good shot against this Minnesota United team, at least getting a draw. And, I mean, a draw gets them through. So we'll see how that goes. But I do think the Galaxy have a very good shot to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And I think the Galaxy are going to come out uh, playing to win. I think there is something about the Galaxy team still. Um, It's not not at the same level. I get that where Dignity Hill Sports Park was a fortress the way that it used to be. But I think there's still something about the Galaxy that teams come out worried to play us. I mean, there's a reason that Seattle Sounders, I mean, sure, Sounders are going to sounder and do whatever they're going to do. But at the same time, if if you don't think the Galaxy are a threat, you don't bring on Jordan Morris. You don't bring on your best guys and have Rudy Diaz out there. You know, you, you I mean, you would try to be resting these guys, if anything, I would think, right? I mean, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the Galaxy lost to SKC's uh, B team. Okay, but you still have Russell out there. So... There are guys on these teams that are going to make, you know, the the shots for this team. I mean, they're going to do their job just like we have guys on our team doing their best as well. And their Galaxy don't lack chances. They don't lack chances. The, the, the actual issue has been being able to get the ball in the back of the net. Yes, Bond has made some incredible saves and definitely made sure to keep the Galaxy in this. Um, and shout out to the 12th man, the, the goalpost. But, you know, um, I think there's, there's plenty of reason to have faith and optimism going into Sunday. Of course, yeah. we're all going to be nervous, of course. Um, but it's also like, let's have fun. Let's have excitement. We get to be together and well- do this. So what I would say going into Sunday and let, and let's start breaking out that game. I think what a lot of Minnesota United does very well is getting their outside backs into the attack, but the Galaxy do that as well. Now I think what's going to happen is Grancia and Cabral. And if you watched it in the first game that they went to Minnesota, Cabral had that really clear cut chance where he went off the back of I believe it was Metnier, but it might have been the other left back, and just Minnesota had no answers for that, and Minnesota plays a very compact defensive style. And I get that. And like the Galaxy are primed to hit that because if you looked at the way they play against Seattle, they were expansive. They opened the field up and just eight team or eight Seattle live because they were opening the field up, hitting space and O'Neill Fisher and Julian Araujo and everyone were just eating up that space. I think if Minnesota has to deal with that, I don't think they've got a good shot. Because Minnesota likes to play compact, and if you pull them apart, and we and we, we talked about it in the uh, in in our texts after or during the uh, SKC game, where I said, well, here's what Minnesota does so well, which is that when they get up a goal early, they will sit deep and just be like, hey, so beat us. I think the Galaxy are kind of built to destroy those kind of teams, where they can pull spaces apart, and I I, I don't think O'Neill Fisher is going to be the option. I think Hamalainen and 
Araujo are the options at that point. But if the Galaxy can just eat them apart in terms of just pulling them apart, I actually really like the Galaxy in this game. And I haven't seen anything from that front line. I mean, like, we talk about Hunu, and we talk about Fragapana, and we talk about um, Reynoso, and we talk about, you know, a lot of very good players that Minnesota has. Hunu, who was brought in for a lot of money, has not really been impressive. Fragapane, been good, not great. Reynoso, injured, maybe, uh, after that Dia challenge, which I think that should have been a red, but, you know, we can... I know. Yeah, That's that, why I said about the ref. Yeah. Um, but I, I just look at this Minnesota team, and I'm like, yeah, they've got a lot of things that could maybe hurt the Galaxy, but they just don't know how to work together. And I look at this Galaxy attack, and I'm like, Chicharito understands Grancier and Cabral. Chicharito understands Jovalich if he plays with him. Chicharito definitely understands Vasquez and Kletchton. It all works. And I, I, I just like this Galaxy attack so much more than I like this Minnesota defense, right? Yeah, like, and thankfully Chicharito doesn't have the flu this week. Yeah, thank God. Also, Ozzy Alonso losing this game due to yellow oh, card suspension. Yes. Holy hell, that helps the Galaxy so much. Because what makes Minnesota United so good is their solidity through the spine. Like, what's made Minnesota so good is the fact that they've been... They've never been flashy, right? Like, they've never been a team that plays engaging, interesting soccer. They've been a team that has been so solid through the spine that it makes teams awful to operate through, which means like they score a goal early and they're like, cool, five, four, one work through us. Losing Ozzy Alonso completely ruins that for them. And now the galaxy will have a channel through midfield. And honestly, if I am Greg Vanny and I'm looking at the Sunday game, I'm starting Victor, Victor Vasquez and Sasha question, both as a double pivot. Dude, because you are going to have so much space through the midfield. Because Ozzy Alonso is not going to be there to close space, which means that that's going to rely on Robin Lud and Jan Gregus. And they're good, but they can't cover the space quite like uh, Ozzy Alonso can. Which means if I'm in a must-win, slash a must-draw game, I'm starting my two most creative midfielders in the center of defense, or in the center of midfield, and then I'm going maybe revolution behind him, behind them, mm-hmm. and then just run that midfield. Yeah, and I mean, I would love to see Revolution get his spark back as well. I don't know what... He's been brilliantly good. I thought he was brilliant yeah. against Seattle. Right, I mean, to score a goal. <laughs> I want to see a Revolution goal. I mean, to the point about it. Revolution scoring goals, he scored two goals for Trois, or however you say it in French. He scored six for us. Like, I mean, that's unexpected. Exactly. And for all the gruff that uh, Cabral gets, he's still got goals under his belt as well. And I get that that's his job and he's a DP and everything. But listen, for all the trash talk everybody's been saying, I I don't think he's as horrible as everybody says. I mean, so, he ruined a marriage proposal in Houston, so. I mean, right? And so. Look, Which, by the way, might be my favorite Galaxy moment of all time. Cabral ruining a marriage proposal in Houston. I definitely have that tweet bookmarked. Um, I love the person that sent it. It was like, I didn't film this. And it's 
Okay, cool, buddy. Whatever. <laughs> no, but um, what, uh, if I can quickly break down a couple of tactics as well against this or on this Minnesota oh, game on oh, Sunday. Oh, definitely, please do. All I was going to say was that, you know, other meetings between the Galaxy and Minnesota, it doesn't matter, you guys. This is decision day. This is MLS. Just forget all the past stuff. Like, Sunday's the only game that matters. So what I would say is um, I, I, I actually truly believe in this Galaxy team getting a point uh, or three because I think actually looking at Minnesota against Sporting Kansas City, and it was one of those things where Sporting Kansas City just looked like a team that has played – and the Galaxy also go through this, where it's like they've played a lot of games in a little bit of time, you know? I think Sporting Kansas City just wasn't expansive enough. They were way too narrow for a team that likes to play narrow. What have the Galaxy done so well this year? And we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast. The LA Galaxy have been very good about being expansive. And if you watch that Seattle game, O'Neill Fisher and Julian Araujo pinned so wide, I don't think Minnesota's got an answer for that. I just don't. And I think, and, I, and, and we talked about it last, or uh, 2019, when I headed out to Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota scores goals. I just don't think they do. I mean, if you look at Hunu and Fragapane and um, Reynoso, I just think they struggle to score goals. And a team that struggles to score goals that can't be expansive versus a team that, let's be honest about the LA Galaxy, it's get the ball to Chicharito, but if you watch the finish he scored against Seattle, it's, yeah, that's not a bad option. Um, yeah. I really do like this team, and I think they can get a point at least, if not three. I really like our chances on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we don't do predictions on this show, but I'm putting it out there into the universe. The Galaxy are winning this Sunday. Um, I, I think there's no question there. I, I, like, I legitimately watched that Minnesota United team, and I was like, Eh, I mean, cool. Yeah, just, Not good I enough. Emphasize enough. Also, how solid the galaxy looked against Seattle. Seattle, and and the way the defense. I mean, if you guys weren't listening to Joe Tutino, um, he was saying exactly how the galaxy defense were able to step it up and and to be. I mean, the battle. galaxy the galaxy defense against Seattle looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, and, and we've talked a lot about the Galaxy defense, right? Like, that's always been a concept, right? For years. Like, <laughs> but the way they've looked against Seattle, it just looked comfortable in a way that, like, I mean, yeah, they gave up that penalty. And, yeah, that penalty is something that we need to talk about later and we'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. Depew looked just in that moment, just like, I got it. You know, and, like, if you talk about that second half. and back, too. Yeah. If you're talking about the second half, I mean, the Galaxy were under the cosh. I think so. But it never looked uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like, it never looked like the and Galaxy were out Williams of position. Too. Yeah, that pairing with Williams, too. It's, it's, it worked. Yeah, and I, I think against Minnesota, a team that doesn't like to be aggressive risk-wise, Depew and Williams... They're going to be fine there. I, I, I truly believe this team is going to make the playoffs easily. And, and for people who are like, oh, you know, sub off Fisher. I mean, I was saying it too. And then the response was, well, for who? Okay. Well, you know, again, this is still a team that's building. And Teclosa is staying with us, I believe, right? Didn't he just sign his contract again? Uh, Teclosa or? Yeah. 
No, he was saying uh, he's going to find Orden. Oh, he is going to go. I don't know because I was I was getting conflicting things um, that he was going to sign again. With unless I've I, unless I've seen unless I've seen uh, opposing news. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently he's okay. going to find Orden in January. I'm not 100% but sure. but again, but, let, but the point is, but the point is, um, like you're saying, it's a it's a new coaching staff. There's still shifts being made. This isn't over yet, you guys. This isn't this isn't. I don't know. This season is still re, is still a rebuild. Yeah, and I mean, if we miss the playoffs, that's okay. Like everyone needs to take a breath and breathe and understand the fact that we have 17 new I mean, members. It's okay to mourn. Yeah, like, I mean, we're here for. If we lose the playoffs, <laughs> yes, it's a brutally bad result. Just hit but us up on socials, guys. Okay, if we move, if we lose the playoffs, yes, it's a bad result. But yeah. let's kind of contextualize this in the sense of seventeen new players, new head coach, new head coaching staff, a GM that, as much as I have Dennis, he's kind of said he wants to go back to the Netherlands, like. All these parts. Don't blame him as someone who's been there. And all these ports have been moving. <laughs> all these ports have been kind of in flux. And I mean, what like seventeen new players? What seven of them came at the summer window? So halfway through the season, like yeah, yeah. this all yeah, was kind of weird. All the protocols now. Yeah. To get through. This all was kind of weird, and yet we're talking about seventh in the conference playoffs. Yes which is shocking to me. And I've never felt more positive about the Galaxy Experiment under anyone since, what, 2018? I believe in this team. I really do. I think this team can do it. So we will see you at Dignity Health Sports Park on Sunday. Um, we still have copies of Issue 2 ready to roll out um, for Elliot's Our House magazine. If you guys haven't got one yet, stay today until the next or <laughs> home playoff match, whatever that is, because the first round uh, definitely won't be a, a uh, in case you it yet. But uh, yeah. I'm super excited thank you so much again for listening for following for liking for subscribing for um, giving feedback um obviously we feedback on can you hit those those five stars on the ratings there and then go ahead and dm, DM us any feedback uh, we're constantly working to be the best of the best of the best and to be the best so much appreciated shout out to all our uh galaxy counterparts of course you know we're all this is a collaborating community and we're all happy so um, my uh, yeah my dear michelle broke up a little bit there but what i will say is um please like and subscribe uh give us five stars wherever you can um we have episode or uh addition to excuse me of the uh, magazine still available for purchase and um edition three i believe is coming soon it's in the works um, we can't say more than that. Thanks, Elliot's our house. Anyway, and, uh, yeah. Again, thank you all. First to five, uh, Jamie Bacon. And um, if we are on the road, I will be there, um, taking over the Instagram. Um, also, uh, if depending on how the season ends, uh, we will do a quick poll. Um, whatever you guys want in terms of content, we will ask you. We hope that you will do it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the- 
the off season is coming soon. So regardless of what happens and when that happens, we will be here. Uh, we've got time for you and we'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you so much.